0: what is good everyone and welcome to the we just talk wrestling podcast my name is kyle and i'm here with dylan yeah yeah we have a loaded show for you guys today but as always we will break down the weekly shows going over any stories from all the different promotions we will be interviewing indie wrestler lady bird monroe plus the dummy Yamum of the week make sure to follow us on twitter and instagram at wjtw19 give us a five-star rating on whatever platform you're using to listen to the show. Dylan, what caught your eye in wrestling this week?
1: All right, Kyle. So it was reported that five of some of the biggest names in AEW, their contracts are expiring soon. Now, take this with a grain of salt because I don't think any of these people are going anywhere, but here are the names Cody Rhodes, Kenny Omega, uh, Hangman Adam Page. Brandy Rhodes, and I believe Chris Jericho. I could be wrong on the fifth name. Um, I know the other four are accurate, but we all know they're not going anywhere, right?
0: No, yeah, they're not going anywhere.
1: But if there is a name on that list that feels, I don't necessarily say likely to go, the only one I could actually see leaving is Adam Page out out of those names, right? I mean, yeah, maybe. but very unlikely. I mean, it's. It, I mean, I. I don't think any of them are leaving. I'm not. That's not like a prediction or a hot take. But if one were to leave, I feel like Adam Page would be the one. Um, to kind of piggyback off of that, the young Bucks also had their contracts expiring around the same time. However, uh, their contract apparently had a two year option on it, kind of similar to how like basketball contracts or even like rookie contracts in the NFL do where the team or franchise can say, we're going to add another year. Apparently Tony Khan activated a two year option of sorts to keep the young bucks for the foreseeable future. Maybe he does a similar thing to the other ones. If they have the same kind of clause, I'm not quite sure, but Mm. um, yeah, like I said, I don't, I don't see any of those names leaving. Um, But it is kind of noteworthy that say, hypothetically, you know they do kind of, you know, spread their wings and leave a little bit. Maybe Omega goes back to New Japan. I, I don't know. I mean, we'll see what happens. Dylan, no, well, none of them are leaving. Let's I well, let's be completely I honest
0: know. here. None of them are leaving. Um, those are, well, besides Brandy Rhodes, those are their four biggest names, maybe in the whole company. I well, mean, you can, the young bucks, but
1: well, I mean, you can even count Brandy Rhodes in that. I know she doesn't wrestle. Yeah. I know you don't like her, but you know, she, you know, she is treated as a big deal in AEW. So I know, yep. But you know, I I thought the headline was interesting, but I'm like, come on, guys, this isn't like when we said Ke- Kevin Owens' contract expiring or when Bray Wyatt's contract was going to come to an end soon and all that stuff. These guys and girls, they're not going anywhere. Like, it's us no. real. <laughs> no, and if yeah. they were, if they were, where would they go? I, I mean, the only the only other. Not... The only other thing in town right now is WWE. And quite frankly, no. if you're giving me the choice between the two, I'd rather work for Tony Khan and AEW right now. So let's be real about that. So, yeah, that's, that's what I got this week. I felt that was kind of interesting.
0: But uh, we, share,
1: we share the same thought. They're not leaving. Yeah, they're not leaving. And Brandy Rhodes
0: has a better spot in the car than Brian Cage. I just wanted to tell everyone that. But right. Dylan, um, <laughs> my news story this week actually is basically the same exact thing. It'll focus on AEW. They have mutually agreed to part ways with Big Swole earlier Mm -hmm. this week. Uh, She was not being used in the slightest, so it makes sense that she would want to be on her way out. Uh, We'll have to wait and see if this is a trend for the superstars on the roster not being used. But for Big Swole, she is my favorite. She's decent on the mic. She's decent in the ring. Um, Mm -hmm. But she does add pretty strong depth to a division right um but i think she is a perfect fit in the aaw's women's division mm-hmm. so um i think that's where she would fit but ultimately it's about what could happen and if it's a trend
1: yeah um the the, the thing about AEW's women's division right now is it feels very top heavy i don't know if you, it's not very deep yeah it's it's you know Britt Baker, who's great. Ruby Soho, people love, and I I think she's great too. Uh, you got you know Chris Stratlander, who seems to be positioned decently well on the card. Ty Conti's gotten some some love over the last several months, and that's it. But then like you, you look how <laughs> at like like you said the depth, and it's like, huh? I mean, I, I think they have talent there. It's just they don't use it. They don't use it, so it's kind of like if they don't care, why should we care? And I, I hate thinking about that when it comes to wrestling, you know? And unfortunately that's how some companies make fans feel. It's like, well if you guys don't give a shit, why should we give a shit? And that's it's sad. Um, but I hope she I think she'll she'll succeed elsewhere. Um I think she do succeed and it's just a matter of her like tapping into it. But I I think it's there. She just gotta keep pushing.
0: So we're going to jump right into AEW this week. Um, Rampage was solid, Dylan. Uh, Sammy Guevara successfully defended his TNT title against Tony Neese. This was very good. banger of an opener. Yes. Um, In the main event of that show, FTR defeated the Lucha Bros. Um, Then we go to Dynamite. Uh, Dylan, going to be honest, I thought this was average. Um, Brian Danielson defeated Alan Angels. Solid opener. Um, CM Punk defeated Lee Moriarty. All right, uh, Cody Rhodes put Andrade through a table with flames on it. Yes. And Dylan, the reason why they did the spot is what? Because it's not a blood feud. There really wasn't any reason for it. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they're doing a heel turn with um with Brandy. I don't know. I didn't really get it. But that's not what we're going to talk about. Um, we, what we will talk about, Dylan, uh, is the Gun Club. Uh, versus Sting and Darby Allen. Mm-hmm. The match was fine. Darby controlled the pace most of the match, but I was so impressed with Billy Gunn showcasing his experience, and his spots with Sting were very fun. However, no surprise, Darby and Sting are victorious. This just shows, Dylan, that AEW does not have the guts to book an upset like this. Mm-hmm. The Gun Club, they were undefeated. Just give them a win over a high profile team right. and that shoots them up but no they have to put darby and sting over again and again uh mm-hmm. it could have made them a mainstay on the show but they'll go back to catering as the same teams <laughs> went over and over and over again in AEW, mm-hmm. and this is becoming a massive problem in the company with all the divisions
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah it's um this is this is a uh, a take that i think you and i definitely agree on Um, this, look, as much as I love Darby Allen and you know, I'm a huge fan, this would have been a moment where I would have given the win to the gun club. Like you said, um, they were undefeated. You know, this is the, they booked this as a high profile match. Like this was advertised for a little bit, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. Like this was kind of like their headline. It felt like, so I don't know. I, I, I love the interaction with Billy Gunn and Sting they're two vets of the business like they're they're great. Billy Gunn's been great for a very long time. It's just and he still is. Yeah, and still is and Sting is Sting. I mean, let's be real. Um but yeah, I would have I would have given the win to the Gun Club. I'm I'm with you on this 100%. As much as I love Sting and Darby, give them that upset win, it parachutes them. Like yeah. it it skyrockets them to the top and it really doesn't hurt Darby and Sting cuz they're still going to be treated as a big deal. 'Cause they are a big deal, right? So I I agree with you hundred percent. This is this would have been a moment where I pulled the trigger and go with an upset. Even though it's kind of weird to say a team who is undefeated would be I know winning winning would be an upset, but that's how high profile Sting and Darby is and that that's how they're treated. So I I would have done it a hundred percent.
0: But they didn't, and uh it's just AEW for it. But uh now we don't get to anything better, Dylan. Uh, we're going to you with the WWE news. <laughs> it just I gets love, worse.
1: I love the I love the transition. All right, so uh, let's dive into Monday Night Raw. So next, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Go on. <laughs> All right. So um, just some quick bullet points because Raw wasn't super eventful. Okay. It kind of just shaped up the main event scene a little little more. Nothing really establishing in the mid card, which isn't <laughs> a shock. I did not watch. Any of the shows, so all right. So Damian Priest successfully uh, retained the United States Championship. Uh, RK Bro also retained their tag titles. No shot there for who, either one. Who did Priest beat? Uh, Apollo Cruz. What I mean, was the What was the feud there? Nothing. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, they, no, I mean they're they're kind of doing this thing with Priest where he's seemingly defending his title weekly. At this, if point. it's an open challenge thing, that's
0: fine. But if they're just doing I mean, Apollo Broke. Cruz has done nothing but
1: since he We're dropped going. the title. But yeah, yeah. Uh, RK Bro defeated Ziggler Rude, which that's that's kind of their their shtick right now. I love Rude. Um, we have the Becky Lynch Liv Morgan contract <sighs> signing, which Kyle their women's championship match is not happening on pay per view at day one. It is happening next week on Raw. So they had it's- a contract signing to promote next week. Basically. Yeah, I
0: mean, you literally already spoiled what's going to happen.
1: Yes. Um, so I will say the contract signing, as boring as some of them can be, we probably got the best Liv Morgan promo we've had since she's been pushed as a single star. Um, she kind of talked about how Becky's greedy with the whole big time Bex thing. And she made a comment of like, your, your big, massive, greedy contract is why my friends don't work here anymore. Hinting at that's why Ruby's so, but due to you know, budget reasons, WWE is kind of very top heavy with their contracts. Um, so very fiery promo by her. I just wish they cared more about this match to put mm-hmm. it on pay-per-view and put it, you know, on a main show, not just a weekly show. Kind of weird. Um, edge and Miz also had a pretty good promo segment where edge even took shots at CM Punk at MJF <laughs> claiming that Miz lives rent free in a lot of people's heads and they use his name to get a cheap reaction. um, Edge Miz, that's a pretty interesting feud, and I'll, I'll get your input on that in a little bit. Um, Team Liv defeated Team Lynch. This was a match set up after their contract signing. It was a 10-woman tag match. Liv Morgan, Dana Brooke, Bianca Belair, Rhea Ripley, and Nikki A.S.H. defeated Becky Lynch. Drop, Tamina, Carmella, and Selena Vega.
0: Oh, my God. Um,
1: this was Becky's way of proving, can you be a leader of the locker room? But Kyle neither team nor neither captain got to pick their teams (laughs) (laughs) they were just thrown on the titantron of like here's team Liv, here's team becky the faces versus the heels right I i dig the angle of like can you be a leader because being champion you're leading the locker room right in theory i like that angle but you should have done a backstage segment of both both women trying to recruit their team right yep No, they didn't. They just threw it on the screen. Anyway, uh, (laughs) Seth Rollins defeated Finn Balor in a number one contenders match for Big E's WWE title. Kevin Owens defeated Big E via DQ, and if Owens actually won the match, he would have been inserted into the WWE title match at day one. He won via DQ because Rollins came in and attacked him. That was Owens' plan all along, was to bait Rollins into giving him a DQ win. So at WWE day one, we will have Big E, Seth Rollins, and Kevin Owens for the WWE title. That was Monday Night Raw. Let's move on to SmackDown. Kyle, no,
0: please don't.
1: <laughs> I'm like, I know, girl. I
0: know what's coming, and yep. oh my God, they just they need to they need to cut a certain name coming out. But go on,
1: I know who you're talking about. We'll talk about
0: him last. Uh, it's not him, by the way. But go on.
1: Okay, Sasha Banks defeated Shayna yep. Baszler and yep, Cena
0: <laughs> singles. Cutter. You you um, have the most <laughs> badass woman on your com- in your company lose to a girl who's probably not even 110 pounds, who couldn't sell anything that Shayna was doing but and then you just have her beat her for no reason at all. Like, dude, this was horrible. Shayna was great. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, what are we what are we doing here with Shayna Baszler She should she was so so good in NXT. Yeah. And look at her now.
2: Yeah, she's and a you badass.
0: Just, you you got to cut her. No, I mean honestly, you have to. If you're gonna make her look bad, just cut her. Well,
1: where's she gonna go if you cut her? Where would you? Where would She's you in. Her?
0: She's interesting because she does not fit in AEW. She does no. not fit in Impact. So MLW's got a women's division going. So I would either Dylan. This is gonna sound a little weird. Mm-hmm. I would either go to MLW, or. I would go to stardom because she did some stuff in stardom. Yeah. So one of those I would go. But, I mean, they're going to treat her better than WWE
1: does. So Well, another promotion that we kind of got to consider, especially when it comes to women being cut, is women of wrestling. Remember, that's starting back up. And they've got a pretty good roster. I could see her mixing it up with Tessa Blanchard over there. Remember, that's yeah. going to be a thing
0: soon. So I, I don't know. I think she would go to Japan.
1: Honestly, but that's just me. With Shayna, uh, uh, like, one quick point before I move on to the rest of SmackDown. With Shayna, I could see her going back to MMA. Or retiring. Being honest. She is 40. I, well, I could see her doing some uh, MMA stuff. I mean, let's be honest. She has that background, and she didn't have, like, a lengthy career in MMA. So, I could I could see that happening. Anyway, mm-hmm. let's get to SmackDown now. Tony Storm hit Charlotte Flair with a pie.
0: So dumb, <laughs> dude. This is so – this – dude – this is the big thing about this feud, is a pie.
1: Yeah.
0: So, dude, they have ruined Tony Storm. They have Storm. ruined
1: her. She's <laughs> so good. She needs to go back to just being booked as just kind of like a like a badass outsider, you know? Yeah. She'll never kind of do like that. a rebel. Um, and Charlotte, she just looks like everyone say, else now. Say say what you want about her. I know she has a lot of like haters right now. But when Charlotte actually, like, cares, she's so good in the ring. She's so athletic. And I don't know. And then you get, like, these two deserve better. Like, let's be honest. Um, but anyway, uh, another person that I don't really care <laughs> for. Uh, Seamus defeated Cesaro in singles action, too. Why? I don't know. Um, Drew McIntyre and Jeff Hardy seem to be a tag team now. They – Broke up Happy Talk and attacked Madcap Moss and Happy Corbin. Oh
0: my God.
1: Now, I love Drew McIntyre. I love Jeff Hardy. Putting them as a team is kind of out there, but I could see why it could work. I don't know. I just.
0: This segment was horrible. I saw Jeff Hardy do
1: the floss. Yes, the segment was horrible, but I'm talking about the team itself. If this is the direction they're going, what do you think of? Yeah, what do you think of? I, am. I think it. it could. I think it could work. I don't think it'd be a long term thing. But then again, on paper, Matt Riddle and Randy Orton didn't seem to work. But that's been great. I think so. Who knows? We'll see. I want to see uh, more serious <sighs> Jeff Hardy. But go on. I do too. Uh, so to kick off the show, though, Kyle, Sami yep. Zayn came out, yep. and Brock Lesnar was there. I saw this. And see, so <laughs> Sami Zayn won a number one contender's battle royal. It was meant to happen at day one. He was supposed to challenge Roman Reigns at day one. That's kind of the plan. (laughs) Big match Brock came out. (laughs) And legit bullied this man into (laughs) wrestling Roman Reigns on SmackDown. Literally, like, backed him into a corner. So he could get. Yes. So he
0: could get the shot. Yep.
1: So, long story short, Roman Reigns defeats Sami Zayn in the main event. Brock comes out, beats the shit out of Roman Reigns. So now we know. Roman Reigns will face Brock Lesnar for the universal title at day one. So, I think Sami Zayn, meant nothing. It meant nothing, right?
0: So, there's only one thing that can happen in that main event, right? Hmm. So, I mean, Sami Zayn, it was just a waste of time. But, right. so, I'm thinking about day one, Dylan. I'm thinking about Brock and Roman. There's only hmm. one thing that can happen, right? It's got to be an interference by somebody. You're not going to have Roman win clean here because there's no No. way they could do a WrestleMania. So I'm thinking, I mean, we haven't seen Bobby Lashley. So could we do like a short Bobby Brock thing? Or could we do like a Bobby Roman? I don't know, but somebody's going to interfere so Mm -hmm. Brock can do his thing and then probably win the Royal Rumble. But I I, I don't know. I, I think that's the only way they could go because Roman cannot win clean if that's the direction I'm going.
1: I agree. Um, I want to talk about the Sammy Brock segment a little more.
0: Brock's amazing.
1: Face Brock Lesnar is better than I thought it would be. He's actually pretty good on the mic if you give him a chance to talk. The thing is, is he just doesn't need to talk and he was always paired with Paul, who's a God on the microphone. And that dynamic worked, but giving Brock like free roam to kind of do what he wants and kind of act a little funny and goofy and, I like Face Brock Lesnar. And he's still a badass. Like it doesn't diminish the character by any means.
0: He's so good, man. He he's is. so good.
1: <laughs> it was um who was it? It was I think it was Punk who said in an interview that when Brock Lesnar cares about something, he's a million bucks. He's and the one thing best and likes like, in the company, yeah. And like I think he also said that Brock is one of the smartest people in wrestling, believe it or not. Like when he's oh, yeah. when he's honed in the dude is is amazing, like you said. He's just he's great, uh, so we love Brock. But yeah, that was all for nothing. But that was uh, that was SmackDown. So the show <laughs> sucked,
0: is what you're saying?
1: Yeah, WWE this SmackDown week was-
0: has not been good, Dylan, in over a month. Yeah, and it's yeah. gonna and, and Raw's not much better, but it has been better.
1: So I just I just don't get the direction because all we heard was that Roman would face Brock at WrestleMania, but then I I, I keep reading reports that. Jeff Hardy's gonna get a title shot probably at Super Showdown, which is apparently supposed to happen in February against Roman. Yeah. So, like, like you said, it's gonna have to be an interference, right? Yes, I but think it's I, Bobby. But then I've read that the reason why Drew McIntyre wasn't in that number one contender's Battle Royal is because that's their plan for WrestleMania, Roman Drew. So I, I don't know what I don't know the direction that they're going. It's just kind of up in the air right now. Maybe, maybe Brock isn't gonna be in the title picture maybe he's gonna lose somehow and feud with someone else at mania we'll see you could but mm-hmm. or you can
0: just make a triple threat match that would be different that'd be fun too that'd be hard hitting anyway uh, that was wwe <laughs> all right, Dylan. so um we're gonna go into the indie segment with kyle this week are you ready
1: absolutely i'm excited
0: all right Dylan, so this week i will be highlighting stride pro wrestling or mm-hmm. spw best based out of marion illinois They had a show called Downfall 2 posted on their YouTube channel recently. Mm -hmm. We started with David Lee Walker and AJ Kellis retaining their tag titles against Jimmy Razor and Playboy Paul Rose. (laughs) This was awesome. Oh, man, dude, this match was great. Great opener. Um, Mm -hmm. Luke Chambers defeated B-Rad in singles action. Savian Ayers did retain his no-limits championship against Axe Allwart, but it was by disqualification. But Savion did take a Canadian Destroyer on a chair right after, and ooh, boy, that was nasty. It was like we're on the right of the edge of the chair. Oh, bro, is nasty. Um, but in the main event, Riser defended his SPW heavyweight title against Dalton Anthony. Dylan, this was a war two big dudes clubbing each other riser had a really nice kick to the back of dalton's neck that looked really sick um, <clears throat> anthony selling in this match was really really great uh, riser did a pop-up powerbomb for only a two count but uh riser did end up hitting the rock bottom uh, for their three count and retaining his title uh, this was a really fun main event and the whole show was really great commentary was good Um, There's only about 20 or 30 people in the crowd, but they were into it. Um, You know, the ring announcer was good. I really, I was really, really impressed. Um, You can check them out on YouTube um, weekly. But my MVP tonight, Dylan, was B-Rad. He's a great promo. He worked the body part in his match. It's just easy storytelling 101, like I always say. Um, He just did it so well. So my MVP tonight was B-Rad. But make sure you go check out Stride
1: Pro Wrestling on their YouTube page. Yeah, we'll definitely be able to or uh, – we'll definitely shout them out on Twitter and Instagram. So, uh, appreciate that stuff. Stride Pro Wrestling is yep, the be highlight solid.
0: this week. Marion, Illinois. Not too far from us, Kyle. We should go to a show one day. I, I love – I love B-Rad. He's great. I think you would like him too. Yeah. But um, – All right, Dylan, so we're going to jump in right to the hot take of the
1: week. What do you got this week? All right, so – Everyone is raving about how great MJF versus CM Punk is and has been so far, right? That's what's
0: stealing the headlines. Yep.
1: I know I love it. I've been talking about the promo, and I know you're annoyed of it by now, but I talk about it a lot. I've rewatched it. But the thing that people seem to forget is this is happening way too soon. So my hot take this week is that Punk MJF should not be happening right now. Here's why. Their next actual pay-per-view, Kyle, AEW, isn't mm-hmm. until March. Yes. Now, AEW has a tendency to do some, like, special event TV matches or TV mm-hmm. shows. On like, yep. Yeah, so for instance, um, around the first of the year, they're going to do um, – a special edition of Dynamite when they switch over to TBS. A lot of people think that's when MJF and Punk will have their first match. Revolution doesn't happen until March, and that would seemingly be the blow-off. So either A, you have to keep this feud hot for four months, which I think both guys are capable of doing, or they should have thought that through and probably started this feud maybe in late January. Kind of give that more of an organic build to Revolution. Or even done it later in the year at maybe All Out next year. Like, let Mm -hmm. these two be apart for a while for another year or so. I mean, what do you think? Do you think it's too soon, or or are they okay? I don't know. I think it's rushed as well.
0: Um, Dylan, if I'm going to be honest with you, I think they should have done MJF Wardlow before Mm -hmm. they did MJF
1: Punk. Punk.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. They have unfinished business there. they've been pushing Wardlow right. as a singles guy on Aew recently, so that would be the perfect time. Have MJF on the Wardlow um, you know battle until uh, revolution in March. Mm-hmm. Have MJF win that match by screwiness so it doesn't make Wardlow look weak and then mm-hmm. maybe right after that do the punk thing. I just think Wardlow and MJF needed to happen already, mm-hmm. but they just you know, push it with Matt and then they have to do a big money match right now. Right. And I, it just, it didn't make a lot of sense. To yeah. Me.
1: Cause like, you know, everyone in their mother would have known that the moment punk's on with AEW, he, it was destined to feud with MJF. Yeah. Like it was, it was gonna happen. It's, it and it was going to be gold whenever they did it. But I just feel like you should have kept these two apart for a whole year. So punk's first match was at all out last or this year. I wouldn't have had their first match be until All Out the following year, 2022. Give Punk a whole calendar year, put together some matches, put together some quick feuds. Like you said, have MJF maybe feud with Wardlow and some other guys, maybe put him in the title picture, and then have these guys have their first match at All Out next year. That would have been what I would have done. I still love the feud. I still think it's great. I just feel it happened too soon.
0: And – they don't they don't really talk about the pinnacle at all anymore. They just they're not a thing anymore apparently. It's just, just, it's just MJF and Wardlow that's all they kind of talk about. In Spears, I guess. I mean Spears has been kind of rumored to be his main guy. So that, yeah. that's why I said do Wardlow MJF all the top, but you
1: know, yeah. Yeah, and, and and you still going. give MJF Spears, Sean Spears. Yeah. So he still has like that in his back pocket of like I can win by screw finishes because I still have a partner. Yep. kind of thing without being like a tag team. It's more like he's his his help, I guess. Yeah, so exactly. you could have I think you should have done that now going into Revolution and like I said, done punk MJF it all out next year. Or double or nothing maybe right after Revolution. You didn't have to wait even a whole year. I just would have uh would have put it on the back burner a little longer. Let it let it build a little more
0: unless, Dylan, the, the only thing I can think we're not gonna talk about this too much longer mm-hmm. is Eventually, I think MJF is going to be Adam Page. That's what I think's gonna happen. I think MJF's gonna be the next one to be the champion. Mm-hmm. Now, if they want to long term book this and have Wardlow defeat MJF for that title, it's a long, long, long way. But that's the only reason why it would make sense to not do Wardlow MJF right now is right. if Wardlow does win the
1: title under MJF. But Or Kyle, you have like you said, have MJF beat Page? I lost my thought. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was caught up in what you were saying. I lost my thought. <laughs> anyway, move on. I'm sure right. we'll
0: come back. <laughs> so uh, my hot take of the week, Dylan, uh, you're going to have to walk with me a little bit. It's not flaming hot, but uh, you're going to have to walk with me a little bit on this one. So I'm not sure if you heard, but Impact Wrestling's ratings are awful. Uh, well, the company on Access yeah. TV only drew a 48,000 view rate, yeah. which is almost 100,000 less viewers than the previous week. It only drew a 0. .01 wow. in the 1849 age demographic. So Dylan, Oof. what is one way you could raise those ratings besides switching networks? So my hot take of the week is that Impact should add a trios title and the Mm -hmm. first team to gain those titles will consist of Eric Rowan, Braun Strowman, and Bray Wyatt, formerly known as the Wyatt family. Mm -hmm. This would be a great way to not only bring in new talent to the brand, but especially Strowman and Wyatt, who are household names, it would get people watching. These are there's teams in Impact who could challenge for these titles and make the scene entertaining, but ultimately, I think this would set up a few between the three. And yes, I would want Rowan in that title match, just because I don't like it when they take one member out, and mm-hmm. it needs to be all of them involved. Um, right. That triple threat match would be very, very good. And you know, with the demonic stuff they do with Rosemary, they can make Bray Wyatt a million bucks. So, my hot take this week, Dylan, is that they should add a Trios Championship with Strowman, Wyatt, and Rowan. But, ultimately, it uh, it leads to Bray Wyatt being the uh, Impact Champion um, mm-hmm. and winning against those two. I think it would be one way to raise ratings. Well, if you
1: add Rosemary to the feud, she can play the role of, like, a Sister Abigail of sorts. Yep. And she'd do it perfectly because she oh, fits. Yeah, be, yeah, Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, a trios championship is something that a lot of fans want in wrestling more. Um, it's rumored that AEW is supposed to debut one, but that's been rumored for like a year now and we haven't seen it yet. Maybe they were waiting for fans to come back. I don't know. But I could I could see that happening. I mean, you and I have predicted that Strowman and Wyatt were on their way to Impact, not AEW. Yes. Um, and I feel them just appearing, whether they do it in a – you know faction or trios championship like you said or just them being there i think that'll help ratings alone wherever bray wyatt lands it's gonna bring dollars i mean it is it is what it is he's just that good um and that's a prediction that you and i have had for a very long time now since he got cut that oh he's going to impact not aew but everyone says aew confirmed lol um, I like the idea. I like the idea of a trios championship. I don't know if the championship alone will help boost ratings, but having yeah, those just three, those guys, three. Yeah, yeah, having those three guys would help. And if you add Rosemary to the fold and have it like a, you have a full faction of the four of them. That would be really cool. Yeah, yeah, I like it.
0: All right, Dylan. So, um, we are having a interview um, mm-hmm. that is going to be posted at the end. So um, we're going to jump right into the Dummy Yeah moment of the week. So uh, Dylan, what do you got?
1: So I don't know if you saw this, Kyle. So oh, no. Matt Hardy was scheduled to wrestle Enzo at WrestleCade. Mm-hmm. But that's not what I want to talk about. What I want to talk about is Matt Hardy's interaction backstage with Shannon Moore. Yes, Shannon Moore still exists, people. Mm-hmm. I love Shannon Moore. Here's what made this really funny. Shannon Moore walks up and goes, yo, Matt, what's up? And the first thing Matt Hardy says is, Who are you? <laughs> and then he goes, Matt, I'm your MFer. He goes, Don't ever call yourself an MFer. Why would you ever use that term? By the way, Matt is in full broken mode right now. He's using the accent and everything. And then he's like, Oh wait, Shannon Moore, you know, because Shannon was like, remember V1, you know, Mattitude follower? That's what MFer stands for, for those who don't know. Um so they have that cool little interaction. Shayna Moore hands him coffee, because apparently that's what they were doing, in which Matt spits it out and says that it was awful and then just walks away. <laughs> <laughs> um, all, all while Matt, like I said, is in full broken Matt Hardy gimmick, which is still gold, to, even to today, even when he's not doing anything with it. Um, but yeah, I just thought that was really funny and definitely I wanted to bring it up today. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah, dude. It was great. It was really good. I forgot Shan
0: Moore was a guy, but
1: Matt Matt Hardy in his the, the latter part of his career,
0: a million bucks. I mean, oh, he yeah. really
1: is. He's great. Not
0: so much in AEW, but uh no. just him in by itself. I mean him great. him in
1: general. I know he's not being utilized well in AEW. He's very low on the card, but anytime Matt Hardy's on my screen, whether it's in AEW, whether it's just one of these, you know, interactions or some other indie show like I pay attention because Matt Hardy's just that good.
0: They really have dropped the ball in the HFO. It could have been really, really good, but they just kind of, they uh, dropped the ball and it's kind of starting to come true. I, to run, I still
1: think they can make it better.
0: They just I don't, don't use it enough. They but, should um, use it, yeah. All right, Dylan, so my WM moment of the Week goes to WWE. Of course. So, <laughs> Dylan, I don't know if you saw this, but it was reported by ringsidenews.com that WWE wanted Brian Danielson's name in WWE to be Buddy Peacock. <laughs> Jim. <laughs> so uh, Jim Ross and Brian Danielson were very against the name. All right. But Dylan, <laughs> this name's idea was from Vince McMahon. Of course it was. And he was really, really pushing <laughs> for this to be his name. So Daniel Bryan. Was almost named Buddy Peacock in, w- <laughs> in WWE. So it just shows how dumb and stupid this company is for almost doing something like that. I'm crying. <laughs> buddy Peacock, brother.
1: <laughs> Dude, if he was named Buddy Peacock, we never would have gotten that WrestleMania moment at WrestleMania 30. Yeah,
0: they would have just chanted Buddy, Buddy. <laughs>
1: Could you imagine? Buddy Peacock's done it! Buddy (laughs) Buddy's done it! Could you imagine Michael Cole's call at WrestleMania? Oh, my God! Buddy! Is it? (laughs) Buddy Peacock! Oh, Um, my God. I saw that about
0: 20 minutes before he went on the air. And, yep.
1: Yeah, but WWE has a tendency to do dumb shit like this. Like, what's Baron Corbin's name right now, Kyle? Happy Corbine. Exactly it's corbin not corbine but yes that's just that's what they do
0: so yep. uh,
1: I, I love it that's my favorite story
0: of the week no yeah that, that this is going to be a um a contender for dummy yet yeah moment of, of the year, year of the yeah. year so uh yeah, stay tuned for uh for those things but did um, this story just come out um don't i think this was reported about 2 days ago okay so, i didn't see it i didn't see I didn't the either. report I didn't either. So That's just wild. about 20 minutes ago, I saw it, and I was like, yeah, dude, this has got to be it. But oh uh, my God. all right, Don, would you like to tell everyone what we're doing next week? And then uh, we're
1: going to go to the interview portion of the episode. Yeah, so real quick, next week, um, with hardcore wrestling seemingly getting a resurgence in popular wrestling now, with AEW doing quite a bit of it on their free TV, you mentioned the Flaming Table spot. Um, we're going to talk next week about what are our favorite weapons that are used on a regular basis in wrestling or just simply have been used in wrestling. Uh, maybe we'll talk about some goofy ones too, but we're going to rank our top five, right? Yep. Because, um, you know, weapons in wrestling, they just always go hand in hand. There's been some wacky ones too used. I've seen fucking shot backs be used in matches, so yep. that'll be a fun episode.
0: That is gonna be a fun one. And Dylan, we also have the uh, the end of the Year awards, the first yes. annual, we just talk wrestling um, awards. Um, I'm coming up with nominees. I'm, I'm gonna send them to Dylan. He's got to watch a couple of the matches yep. um, from overseas, so I just want him to be aware of all the matches um, and basically all the nominees. So um, I'm getting all of that. I'm probably going to post on the Twitter, but we're going to know a lot more next week about the direction that's going to go. Um, those are probably going to be posted next week, and we're going to start getting some votes. Um, mm-hmm. Real quick, I will not know the results. So I'm yeah. going to have someone go in, uh, you know, count all the tallies. Um, and that's, you know, that's pretty much it. Every vote that we get is going to be worth one point, but Dylan and I's are going to be worth three. So. Yep so uh dylan i'm pretty excited about that
1: really excited and that'll be december 26th right is when we announce winners and stuff
0: yes okay but you're gonna you're gonna see some next week i would say maybe the 12th i'll start uh, getting those out so we can start voting and stuff like that but um awesome all right dylan so uh we're gonna go right into the interview and uh we hope everyone enjoys it because it is a doozy
1: yes lady bird Monroe coming up next
0: All right, everyone, we are super excited to have a top independent wrestler who has appeared in AAPW and MPW, Lady Bird Monroe. We really appreciate you coming on the show. So would you like to tell our audience how you got into wrestling? Who were you trained by? But just overall, just introduce yourself.
2: Yes. Hello. Hello. Um, I'm Lady Bird Monroe. And I am from Dallas, Texas, originally moved to Austin uh, three years ago. Um, and then you asked a few questions there. So, first, how I got into wrestling. And what was the other one?
0: Uh, who were you trained by?
2: Oh, yes. Okay. Um, I am training currently at AAPW. I've been wrestling only really six months, but I started training at the beginning of January. So it's about to be my one year anniversary since I was, uh, you know, started this industry. Uh, Train by currently training under Papadon. Um, He's been in the industry for 25 years, I believe, maybe 26. He's been in it for a long, long time, knows what he's doing. Uh, Wonderful, wonderful trainer. Um, And what got me into it was I just like I work a nine to five. I am a project manager right now, and I never wanted to be behind a desk all day. So this is really me taking my first step towards something that's kind of a dream for me
1: absolutely i mean we kind of have a similar experience working nine to five and we just wanted to do something we were passionate about we just don't have athletic training (laughs) yeah no yeah i don't want to jump off a ladder no you don't want to see kyle and i in a ring um no yeah in a dark (laughs) match um anyway i kind of want to talk about the wrestling scene in austin texas what's that like like is it a is there a lot of training facilities? It's just at the, the one I know you're at AAPW now, but what is the scene like there?
2: Yeah. So for me, it's been very really interesting. I know in later years or uh, past years, there was some un- other. Um promotions i believe but honestly when i looked it up abw was the only promotion i could find in austin texas yeah. of course there's some around the area um like the road school and then I, I there was mission pro kind of in the Buta area so there's there's like some areas there's also like a hybrid and um in Houston, there's mm-hmm. uh, Booker T school, and then you have the dog right. Pat in San Antonio, but really in Austin, Texas, it's only AAPW, as far as I know, really.
1: Right, I know, like, Booker T and all that stuff have a pretty big following down in Texas, too. Have you thought about branching out in those areas, or? Oh, I've yeah, a- absolutely. Seen where it goes.
2: Totally. Um, Yeah. I, so I have to get my first year of training done with AAPW. So I have about a month left. Mm -hmm. And so once I get that year completed, then I can start branching off and checking out all the other facilities. So absolutely. I'm going to try to hit all of them in the Houston, San Antonio, maybe Dallas as well. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. That's awesome.
0: So I got a question for you. Um, Can you explain to our listeners the grind of being a professional wrestler so from taking bumps to you know, finding scheduling to finding time to go to the gym or just hanging out, um, can you explain the, the life balance uh, yeah. thing going on there?
2: Absolutely, uh, Wrestling takes over your life. So <laughs> if you decide to do it, um, when I decided to do it, I knew it was going to be a, a, basically a part time job um, <laughs> on, a, on top of my my normal full time job. <laughs> so uh, but I knew that going into it. So it took me a, about a month to really decide that it was something that I wanted to do. Um, but going after your dream, you really can't, there's nothing else. Right. <laughs> <You> Absolutely. Just- <laughs> but, uh, commitment wise, I train at, at the very least nine hours a week and that's without show days, um, or weekends. So if I, if I'm booked on like a Saturday or a Sunday, then of course that's even more hours. So starting mm-hmm. base hours is nine hours that you, you dedicate just to training, uh, three hours every other day um monday wednesday and friday and then you typically have a show on saturday um so that's a obviously the time commitment um and if you get booked you're usually booked in like uh, places around texas or perhaps you fly somewhere so then you got to think about travel time as well so it's just like hours and hours you're spending but totally worth it um training wise taking my first bump obviously bumps are horrible (laughs) yeah (laughs) right and they suck and you're, you feel kind of paralyzed the first week and couple of weeks where you're like in bed icing and heating all parts of your body. And <laughs> it, it kind of sucks, but um, nah, it's so worth it. It's so worth it. All the pain, bumps and bruises and, you know, sprains are all worth it. But uh, yeah, it definitely takes a toll on your body, but you you get used to it.
0: Now, what were some of the first bumps that you, did you take? Was it just like a chop or did you have to like run the ropes and take like a drop kick or something? What was like the first thing that you had to do?
2: So what a lot of people don't know is that when you take your bumps, you, there's a series. Well, at least how I was trained um, is you you start actually from a like a laying down position. And you just start with your hands because y- you want everything to bump at the same time. And mm-hmm. I hope I'm not getting too into the industry, but you're really no, no. supposed to. When you hit that mat, you want everything to hit at the exact same time because you don't want to hear all those extra little bumps. You know, you want that big, loud impact. That's what you're going for. Right. So At first, you start with your back already on the mat, just hit your hands, and then you take your back up, and then you hit your back in your hands, and then you go, I mean, there's like, there's a, they're called like break falls, one through Mm -hmm. 10, and there's actually even more than that, like maybe one through 15, Um, and I could be wrong on that, there could be even more, but you basically make your way all the way up to your feet, so you your back, and then you go to your like your booty, and then you go to your feet, but in the squatted position, and then you go to standing, mm-hmm. and then you fall all the way back. So we're we gonna sense. see.
1: Are, are we gonna see you going through any flaming tables like Cody Rhodes did recently, or uh, is that is that, is, uh, is that yes, down the road?
2: <laughs> That's next week. <laughs> week. Saw, um, <laughs> <Instagram>. next week. I just saw it on Instagram. Yes, of course. I definitely want to be doing some hardcore matches in my future. Jeez.
1: you're definitely definitely (laughs) tougher than us
2: i mean Uh, it's not as bad as it i bet y'all could do it it's not as bad as it looks
0: you know dylan i think i would try it you would go through like if if cody Rhodes like did like a backdrop
2: or something i think i would do it don't doubt the adrenaline you get when you're you're out there you don't i don't feel anything to be honest
1: that's what i hear the most like when you see all these guys and girls like do these crazy things off ladders and top ropes and stuff they say like the adrenaline keeps you going and then when it wears off, that's when it hurts. That's when itch. you feel it, yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's it's trying to go to sleep that night or trying to move the next right. day when you're like, Oh yeah, that's what I did to my body. <laughs> right.
1: I just heard Jeff Hardy say something similar to that on Stone Cold show recently, where he's like, Yeah, adrenaline's going, it feels great. Then I get in the back and it feels like hell.
2: Yep. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and he's a he's a crazy person to begin with. But he's been
2: in this industry so long, I can't believe dude.
1: Yeah. That's um cool. <laughs> switching gears from the bumps and everything you mentioned you know um you you can occasionally get booked on a show like on a saturday and whatnot um how often are you getting booked like are you are you doing them weekly multiple times a week uh, what's that schedule like
2: so i'm still kind of a baby in this industry mm-hmm. and obviously i want to be booked way more i want to be different right. every day of the week one day um, but usually it's on the weekends so it, it could range from like friday saturday to sunday mm-hmm. um and how often i'm booked like i i have a i have bookings this month i have them next month i have them through march not every weekend but like mm-hmm. that's how far out you can get booked as people have you know these shows that they're putting on in advance and they're booking for them mm-hmm. um, so that's kind of how often obviously i i'd love to be booked friday saturday and sunday but i mean you know everything happens for a reason and i'm just Mm -hmm. taking this at the pace it's it's given me
1: and the goal ultimately like you said you want to be booked every single night every single week kind of stop the nine to five stuff like this is your goal
2: yeah full-time gig yeah that would be a dream
1: yeah um you said you've traveled also outside of texas if i remember uh hearing you correctly where (laughs) Mm -hmm. have you traveled have you gone
2: so uh, Oklahoma with Mission Pro. Have y'all y'all know Mission Pro? Right? <laughs> yes, I do. Yeah. Yep. Which is amazing. So that was a cool one. I've actually been to Oklahoma twice uh, for just different bookings. I went to Connecticut for like this cool like series of wrestling matches mm-hmm. that I got to do. Um, where else? I think those are the only are those the only two places I've been outside of Texas. Those are the only two. But looking for more, obviously, gotcha. I'd love to go a bunch of different places.
0: So, I I recently saw a clip of you powerbombing Gigi Ray on a trash can.
2: Yes.
0: So, what what other weapons would you like to use in future matches?
2: Ooh, um, I really want to do thumbtacks at some point. I was just going to say that. God. (laughs) I couldn't imagine <laughs> that would be a fun one to me I mean it would, be, it would not feel great but I think that would be a cool one um, obviously I want to do like ladders, tables and chairs at some point go through a table maybe throw someone through Jeez. a
0: table <laughs> would you use barbed wire?
2: You know, AEW is <laughs> having a match, I think, like, next weekend where they're doing, like, t- they're uh, covering the top rope with ball wire, And I, I'm going to check Oof. that out and see how that one goes. And then I'll, I'll let you know. I'm pending on that one.
1: Thank you. <laughs> Yikes. Kyle, we're going to have to review that show because I, <laughs> <to see. laughs> I have to see. I have to see that. I was actually just telling my girlfriend today. I'm like, I couldn't imagine getting thrown through thumbtacks and, like. I applaud people who do that on a regular basis like hardcore oh, yeah. deathmatch wrestlers like oh geez,
2: yeah <laughs> that, is,
1: that is wild. I hate falling off the couch <laughs> let,
2: let alone getting oh, thrown yeah. through a table or thumbtacks like oh yeah and you or know, the,
0: oh, sorry go ahead
2: The worst thing about thumbtacks is what I hear I guess I really don't know mm-hmm. is that they can like break off yeah, and me. then you have to go in with tweezers and pull them out nice, nice. <laughs> That process oh,
0: would suck. God. Or getting hit in the head with a like a light tube or something like that. Jeez. Oh,
2: yeah. Oh, yeah. That would be bad. Yikes. People could. I, you know, it's dangerous, dangerous.
1: I actually have a friend who said that happened to him. Just at a frat party. He was like, hit me with a light tube, brother. And I'm like,
2: <laughs> why? why did you really? No. Watch <laughs> out for the flying glass.
1: No, like he told me, he's like, Dylan, let me hit you with one one day. And I'm like, absolutely not. That's <laughs> not <laughs> I don't know if there's a blank check big enough.
2: I think the back think it it would was... be fine, but anywhere yeah. on the head that would be where oh, would
1: kind of dangerous. God, I could. I. Can't. I'm just baffled. I just.
2: <laughs>
1: <clears throat> um. So you're obviously still new to the game, I guess. Um. What are some challenges you're facing now? Being new to the wrestling world and also balancing a nine to five job, like you said, like you still oh, have yeah. a, a regular life, quote unquote to get through what's what, what's some challenges you're facing now or, or have faced
2: yeah um so the bookings is one of them is mm-hmm. getting people to know me I remember going right. to a booking and they were like who the hell is Ladybird? Like <laughs> where 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 did Ladybird come from? And so it's really just getting my name out there. Right. Um, and so that's been my biggest challenge. And it's you know reaching out to promotions. And you know it's like a it, it is a job. And you, every time mm-hmm. you reach out to promotion, it's kind of like sending in your resume to for for a job. So I would say that's definitely one of the hardest uh, scheduling wise. Like. Obviously you have to make a lot of sacrifices in this industry. You don't get to mm-hmm. go out every weekend and hang out, you know. You don't you don't get to stay home and do what you want, maybe play games or whatever you really like to do. Your hobbies kind of are put to aside because you know you're working full-time and then after work you know this is this is your second job you got to start to to work on so that's been hard having put split some of my hobbies and some of my free time has just gone away but it is a hundred percent worth it I have to say
1: right yeah I mean it's like 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 you said earlier if you're pursuing something you're passionate about I mean I know this is on a different scale but you know Doing a show like this where Kyle and I aren't names in wrestling, you know, no one knows us either. Um, it's kind of like a big leap in something that, you know, you want to do something you're passionate about. Um, you got to want it, I guess. Oh, and, yeah. uh, oh, yeah. and actually doing like the wrestling aspect of this world, you know, we're just, we're just two goons who like to talk about it and nerd <laughs> out about it. I couldn't imagine the challenges, you know, being in the industry itself in that nature. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. So definitely, you know, we applaud you and anyone else who's going through that stuff. You know, it's definitely some, you know, and you're doing some cool stuff and, you know, we've gotten some shout outs from other people who are also doing cool stuff when we, you know, great, you know, yeah.
2: (laughs) I mean, thanks for having me on this. So y'all are really easy to talk to and it's yeah, I'm glad that y'all are pursuing what you're you're wanting and the dream at the podcast mm-hmm. world. I love podcasts, so there is enough for everyone, I feel like. Absolutely and switching constantly from next podcast to next
1: podcast. Yeah, I I told Kyle, I was like, We talk about wrestling so much, let's just hit the record button and see if people like it. Heck yeah.
2: Heck <laughs> I yeah.
1: Mean, we're we're the only people in our friend groups that, you know, still nerd out about wrestling like we do, so
2: Oh I we got it. we got each other, buddy, you're that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you have all the wrestlers you have on that's pretty rad, yeah, so we them,
0: so we have liked wrestling since the sixth grade, so i'm twenty five <sighs> he's twenty four so we've liked wrestling, what for down now, what I mean, twelve years, thirteen years, maybe even longer than that, yeah, fifteen years, so I mean. A lot of our life has been dedicated to wrestling, so it's definitely done a lot for us, even just talking about it, watching it every week. So, Right.
2: Yeah, I'd love to, I'd love to learn. I'm, I'm around, I'm 26, and mm-hmm. I was introduced when I was probably around the same age as you guys. Mine was mm-hmm. like John Cena, Undertaker, mm-hmm. that Ooh. kind of time frame. Um, how about, it was y'all's the same?
0: Yeah. Just about, we yes. Yeah. We were big yeah. Jeff Hardy guys. Okay.
2: Go. I just love.
1: I just love the face painting and jumping off high. Shit. Hell yeah! That was I always know. fun for me. Hell yeah! <laughs> and the Undertaker. I still stand by the fact, Kyle, and I've told him this numerous times. I'll tell you too. I still remember watching the Undertaker wrestle Jimmy Wang Yang on a SmackDown. I don't know if it was real. I may have dreamt <laughs> it. That was one of my earliest <laughs> memories of wrestling. I'm like, I love this zombie wrestling a cowboy great <laughs> oh god we
0: love jimmy wang yang love that guy um so we're gonna shift gears a little bit more of a fantasy question uh so if you were going to form a faction using any wrestlers in the world who would you add and what would be the name of your faction
2: oh gosh this is a hard <laughs> question uh, oh my i feel like i should have prepared for <laughs> This
0: is just terrible. the top of your head
2: um top of my head mickey james obviously okay. yep. Mickey james she's a badass Yep. um let me think of my favorites i would just add all the people that i i like watching mm-hmm. um mickey probably someone like i i'm I, I gotta go to the wwe roster i mean bianca is a powerhouse over there yes. maybe bianca mickey uh beth phoenix the Freaking badass. Oh, yeah. Adams, yep. Also a powerhouse. Um, we'll go back to kind of like 70s, 80s rock and robin. Okay. Um, more recent times. Uh, maybe like someone like Thunder Rosa, who's obviously a wild card and a badass. Mm-hmm. Um, and then now I have a kind of a tag team partner that uh, we've kind of just started and we're just starting to get out there is uh, Gigi Ray. I don't know if you've mm. heard about her. Yep. So yep. I got to bring a girl into my this faction. As far as the name? Oh, man.
1: kyle likes to put people on the spot he does this to me yeah yeah i I do i i I ask the uh heavy hitting questions you asked me last week who would be my thanksgiving meal and i'm like what? that was was an unplanned segment
2: (laughs) oh man i don't know i don't know about the name but have you heard about just to change the subject have y'all did y'all um there was like a wrestling uh, tag team called the Lesbians. Have you heard of that?
0: One? <laughs> uh I have not. I love. I watch a lot no. of wrestling, but I have not heard that. No. I think
2: mean, maybe it, maybe it was a, a meme or something, but I swear it was a thing. And mm. it popped up on the the Instagram, but no, I don't know a name. I don't know a name. What would y'all have? A, what would be a good one for that? Maybe we that's can that, do, do this that's as a, a Kyle combo.
1: question. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
0: Putting me on the spot.
2: Yeah,
0: man. I mean, that's like a tough one. You have like Beth Phoenix. You have Beyonce, who's really athletic. Mickey. Um, so you put like six names. Maybe just bury the four horsewomen. Say the six horsewomen. Stop.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Just bury it. (laughs) Oh yeah.
1: (laughs) Kyle oh man <laughs>
2: thinking about about names if I ever get asked this question again I'll be mm-hmm. scared. all
1: right so so while we're on the topic of names um Lady Bird Monroe it's it's I I love the name it's cool it's unique how'd you come up with that
2: so have y'all ever been to Austin Texas no
1: nope uh, yes I have yep
2: Okay, you may know. I mean, unless you really explored, and we're looking at you know street signs and what certain things were called. Uh, mm-hmm. Ladybird is a very common thing around here. Seeing that we have a ladybird lake, there's a, um, I believe like a, a garden, like a ladybird garden, and then uh, the president's wife, like that, that was uh, right. ladybird was her her nickname. Um, and then Monroe, obviously, is is from, like, Marilyn Monroe. I cool. love – she's just a total icon. And what I love about yeah. wrestling, it, uh, women being badasses, but then also bringing in, like, the sexy side of it. Like, mm-hmm. sorry, men, but you can never play that role. Like, no. it's definitely only reserved for us women, and we're, we kill it at that. So yeah. it was cool to have kind of that behind it. But Lady Bird is just a really – it's really unique – as a mm-hmm. name you're not gonna see another wrestler with that name mm-hmm. ladybird um so that was really important to me having something that was different and, and stood out and then kind of having that like historic background to austin austin's yeah. home for me um so kind of pink, like a homage to that so that yeah that's kind of where the name came from
1: that's really cool i like that i like like the personal touch of like where you are where you're from kind of thing yeah um you mentioned obviously you know aapw based out of austin that's really cool yeah, I like that. That's Thank that
0: you.
1: <laughs> you know, yes. I think,
0: I, you know, thinking about I think I, I think I lied. I don't think I've been, I went to Houston, Texas in 2009.
2: Yes.
1: Oh, okay. The 25th anniversary of WrestleMania. Yeah, Kyle. WrestleMania, but Kyle has the worst memory. He forgets he went to that WrestleMania.
2: Are y'all going to go to the woman in uh, Dallas? Oh, wait, is it Arlington? I think it's at the Arlington Stadium, but DFW area. Hey,
0: I would if, like to. Yeah. Hey, Vibs. If you're listening,
2: <laughs> give us some catering. We would love we'd, we'd love to come help out in the back, you know? Yeah.
1: It'd be maybe great.
2: If,
1: <laughs> maybe someone returned my wallet. Maybe I'll be able <laughs> yeah. to up. It might have been Vince who took your wallet. Dylan, who knows? I'm still convinced.
0: <laughs> or it I might don't... have been uh, Dylan's favorite wrestler, Matt Cap Moss, who took it. Um... Stop.
2: So you you lost your wallet there?
1: Someone stole my wallet. Oh my god! <laughs> and we have theories. I have a I have a wall in my house with like this red string of like all the <laughs> suspects. Really Dave Dave Meltzer's on there. Vince McMahon, <laughs> like all the people who's gonna shut us down one day. Happy Corbin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just because I don't like his name, He's, <laughs> just think of Sheamus for all the years I gave shame <laughs> since I was a kid. He just has it out for me, brother. Oh man, God. So yeah, maybe if that gets returned, I'll go <laughs> wrestle yeah, fair, fair.
0: yeah. So after doing some research, I have seen that you wrestled some intergender matches. So yeah. what do you think are the benefits of having those matches? And why are mainstream promotions not doing, doing them? them as much on mm-hmm. a regular basis or so against them?
2: So I love doing intergender matches. That's how I started because there wasn't a woman for me to wrestle. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, here's some dudes, go and wrestle them. Um, and I, I train with these guys, so I, very, I feel very comfortable in the ring with them. Um right. So I, I personally I love it uh, and I think it should be done more. I think why it's not being done as much is because there's like a stigma around it and mm-hmm. people just do not. Uh, at least a lot <coughs> of voters maybe don't really believe in it. They don't. They don't believe the story that that can be told. Which I kind of think's a little BS because there's mm-hmm. st- stories to be t- told and there are women who are just as big as men who are out there and and you mm-hmm. know. I,
0: who could, yeah, really kick ass like Shane yeah. Baszler. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah, exactly. And if you, it, I mean, if you if you tell the story right and you size it right, I think there's there's no reason you there, there shouldn't be as many as there are. But I think that that's probably that's from what I've seen anyway. Why mm-hmm. what I've heard is is that side of things. And I also think there's not a lot of men who like to wrestle women, you know, mm-hmm. I and mean, maybe it, it thinks they think that they come off weak. But I think that's silly because. You know, it's
0: wrestling. Right. I mean, the man is Sammy Callahan. What he did with uh, Tessa Blanchard and yeah. Impact, putting mm-hmm. intergender you know, wrestling on the map. Hell yeah. Those matches were phenomenal. And Sammy Callahan is one of the best wrestlers in the world, at least we think so. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did an amazing job with Tessa and Blanchard, it, and she balled out too. So and it yeah. doesn't
2: make him look any weaker. It no. just no. makes them both look like badasses, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, and, you know, she won – a world title in quote unquote, the men's division, I guess. Um, but yeah, I mean that, that storyline in, in, in general and their matches together were always great. Yeah. And I'm it's, not- it's, yeah. it's kind of strange, you know, the fact that you pointed out the training aspect, because you normally see like in training facilities, there are more men than women. Like and it's you. almost like, you know, they're already used to wrestling each other, I guess. Why don't we just do this at the show or do this on TV or whatever it is. It is kind of, strange that you that you have trained yourself with men and promotions like kyle's mentioning a lot of the mainstream ones just mm-hmm. won't do it it's definitely something we have wondered for years kudos to impact though for being uh, they're doing mainstream. it yeah, yeah. and they're,
2: they're continuing to do it because they're mm-hmm. having some of those those matches with um i don't know i you've seen them lately, chelsea green, chelsea chelsea green, green yeah, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. and right. that's badass those are great like I, I love that it's different it's unique like you don't see it a lot so i, I yeah I think it's a it's it's great to see and do, and I love intergender matches personally. I love doing them; those are mm-hmm. fun matches for me.
0: We're gonna give a quick shout. So, Deadlock Pro Wrestling, who just started, is actually a group of podcasters who started a wrestling promotion. Uh, they have Andrew Everett versus Rosemary at their first show. So, I am, that's cool. I am Ooh, looking forward to that one, and um, man, it is going to be an awesome match. But. Um, Dylan, what uh, do you have any more questions for her?
1: Yeah, I got one more actually. So kind of to piggyback off what you said about the the stigma, I guess that you know, mm-hmm. it quote unquote, makes the men feel you know weaker to lose or, or wrestle a woman. Have you faced any like discrimination similar to that? That you know, oh, since you're a woman, you don't you're not as strong or you're not as good or.
2: Oh, yeah, I have. Um, And I'm still new, and I won't say any names because, you know, I don't want to get in trouble. But, yeah, I I have faced that. I remember, you know, when I was still training and a little newbie, um, I was, Mm -hmm. like, going against a guy, and he commented on, like, my size being, like, Mm -hmm. too small to do a certain move. And uh, it was literally a suplex. I'm like, I could suplex big (laughs) motherfucker. I'll be fine. You know, I yeah. But it was silly too, because me and this guy were probably like twenty pounds apart. I swear, wow. and huh. yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh, really? Like, there's women too, way bigger than me than you, man. Like, you are you kidding me? But yeah, so I, mm-hmm. I have, and I, I think in the moment it's it's whatever. Just to like have the match, like try mm-hmm. to have a good time. But yeah, that that happens. But I'm sure that will hopefully it'll change. Yeah,
1: season. that's a stigma we definitely need to kill. Yeah, like let's let's try and squash that as soon as possible. Cause Amen. I would, th- like, I've told Kyle this numerous times. I'd much rather watch, you know, Bianca Belair, like you mentioned, who's just a badass over half the roster that's oh, currently yeah. in a lot of mainstream promotions. Like, and I just women's wrestling,
2: people freaking love women's wrestling. Absolutely, oh, so good.
1: Yeah, I mean, there was there was a time even recently. I remember people thought. Women's wrestling in WWE was outselling the men's wrestling. They were on the posters. They were oh, you know,
2: yeah.
1: Main eventing big shows, WrestleMania stuff like that. Like, you just you know give give people a chance. They'll show you that they can tear the house down just as good as anyone else. So yeah, yeah. we need to we need to squash that stigma as soon as possible.
0: Agreed. Or Agreed. or just check out <coughs> Stardom. I mean, they're an all yeah. women's promotion and oh, yeah. they beat the hell out of each other. <laughs> so whew, man, yeah. I would not want to take buns from those ladies. Um, yeah. So can you quickly explain your wrestling style so are you like more of like a technician would you say like a high flyer do you have a good mix and what are some of like the your favorite moves to do that you've just learned or uh, learned when you started
2: Yeah that's a great question um, so I have always just considered myself in general to be wanting to be a jack of all trades mm-hmm. um, just and I, I, I consider that something that's really positive about me but also kind of a downfall because then you never really perfect one art mm-hmm. um but what's great about that is it, i like a mix of everything so i like a little bit of the high flying i like the tech like the technical stuff where you're getting on the ground and you're um you're chaining you know uh
0: submissions missions
2: yep. yeah um which I'm still kind of like working on that side of things. So, so mostly I'm very like athletic in the ring. Where I, I mean, I I don't do t- too many slams because I am smaller. I'm five four, like one thirty, like not a big woman. So I kind of I need to do what works for me. So being quick, <laughs> um, you know, flying, so high flying, but also kind of more of like that groundwork when it comes to I, I love chaining. I love like getting on like started the match getting to chain with someone and work mm-hmm. with someone like that um and then, uh, so some moves I like. I love the like a cutter. That's what I do typically for a finisher a lot. Great move. You can you can hit that cutter out of anything. Can't, can't you know, go I could wrong be with trying a good cutter. Yeah. and you can hit that. Like it's a great move. Um, I do a, a sling blade. I don't know if y'all know. oh you know, yeah, <laughs> Finn Balor. Yep. <laughs> of course you know. Okay, um, that's a big one for me. That one's fine because you just get to like I just get to swing around their neck and pull them down. Oh, it's cool. really cool. Um, I'm gonna. Start doing. I haven't done this in a match yet, but I really, I create. I have that finally a submission. Finally, other than the camel clutch, um, it's <laughs> going to be like a knee lock, um, which should be pretty cool because I can, I can hit that out of a bunch of different moves. So that'll be something that um, hopefully can be a really nice submission to keep people down. Yeah. Um. Hmm, what other ones? I I like to do like frog splashes. I do moon salts a lot. Um. I don't know. I'm still. I'm still. Still figuring out what moves are mm-hmm. are gonna be ladybirds moves. Mm-hmm. But those are those are kind of my favorites right now.
0: Now, when you get into a corner like from an Irish whip or something like that, and you're on the offensive side, are you more of like a chops or do you go up and you know punch in the face or what kind of stuff do you like doing uh, when you stinger throw an splash. opponent in the corner? Or you have stinger <laughs> splash?
2: <laughs> if um if I'm giving, if someone's in the corner and I'm giving yes. them something, yeah. Um, yep. So obviously, I love a cho- I love chops. Those are fabulous. Uh, I also do a, this thing where I do a, like a, a I tumble, which I run in back handspring and then give them a big backsplash with my mm-hmm. back. Uh, I don't know if you kind of can visualize think, that. Yep, um, there's been a couple
1: wrestlers that have done I think that. I think Kelly Kelly did something similar to that, or probably e yeah Torres, are- one of the two. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Which adds a nice one, because you can really throw your entire body into them and make it, uh, a lot of it. And
1: show <laughs> off some athleticism, too. Yeah, so.
2: exactly, exactly. I love that. Um, Obviously, big old clotheslines into the mm-hmm. corner, big stomps. I mean, I, I normally am a fair wrestler, but I do love, you know, putting my foot up in someone's throat <laughs> and beat <shoving laughs> them that way.
1: Stomping a mud hole in
0: them. <laughs> yep. Right in the throat. Yep.
2: No. So, <laughs> gotta win a match. Fine. Cool.
0: So one more thing uh, before we uh, send you on your way. Um, I have a pretty fun question for you. So what popular food would you be completely okay with not eating for the rest of your life?
2: Oh, my. That's a hard one. Okay. Maybe it's not so hard. Um, Popular food.
0: See, I I told you it was a good question.
2: It is a good question, but I feel like this is popular because everyone knows it. Y'all know what beets are. Oh man, they're nasty. Never beats again. Oh, <laughs> God dude.
1: nasty. Ew, you like them? Who likes I'm them? I'm a I'm a sucker for beets. Oh. <laughs> they're so nasty. <laughs> dude, I love I beets. I'm weird. So.
2: Yeah, that could that could never have been invented and I would be fine.
1: Ugh. Kyle Kyle, you don't eat bacon, so I don't trust No, chicken.
0: I do not eat bacon.
2: No on. sir, that is a little sketchy. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone says that. <laughs>
1: it's sketchy. That's why. Come on. I don't, I
0: don't. I do like turkey bacon, but you know, I'd just the regular...
1: sketchier. I know, man. I I'm weird. I like I
0: like turkey bacon, but if you are giving me the option,
1: like,
2: come on. Yeah, the real. Come, well, this this oh, is coming
0: no. from a guy that likes everything besides peas.
1: So I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, I'll eat beets if I feel like it. Yeah. <laughs> like a garbage disposal. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when I'm talking oh. about, right? <laughs> I'd talk about for lunch today. It was the best thing that ever happened to me.
0: Oh, man. Oh, boy. So, uh, we do really uh, want to say thank you to you, Lady Bird Monroe, for taking time out of your busy schedule um, mm-hmm. to come talk with us for a little bit. Um, our goal is to spread support your way as much as possible. So, please do go follow her on Twitter at Lady Bird Monroe. If you ever wrestle in the Midwest, please let us know so we can uh, come check out the show and support. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you uh, don't don't have any more questions, that is it for uh, us this week. Um, we do want to thank you again. And mm-hmm. we're on the road to WWE's house show. It's not a house show. One.
1: It's, <laughs> not, it's not it's a, a house, house show. show. <laughs> no
0: one cares about it. It's a house show. Let's just stop. get to the Royal Rumble. I <laughs> want a Day One, dude. Come on, stop. And put Shane and Baszler on the main event, by the way. But all right, all that's right. all we got. <laughs> Thank you again.
2: Thanks, y'all.